and then it's just like, oh, okay. All right, bud. And you'll just have to deal with that. Hello, everybody, and hello, everybody else. It's us here, Demonstrate the Loop, and we do everything here on Demonstrate the Loop, a Magic the Gathering podcast covering everything from deck text discussions, set dissections. We're doing ourselves a big old hefty discussion, as well as talking about some news, because there was news. It's been a long time. And if any of you know that, then that's really cool. That means that people, yeah. people were about it and neat. And thank you. I hope someone um, was we're worried. Here, we're doing things. Um, I know that I was, because when we're not recording... He forgets we exist. I forget I exist. Ooh. It's like if I don't look in a mirror, I forget what my face looks like. If I don't hear my own voice, I forget what my face looks like. Um, I'm Daniel. <laughs> hello. Um, we also have here Josh. Josh, say hello. Uh, hello, it's Josh. And then we got Drew. Drew, say hello. Hello. Now this episode, the main idea of this episode was brought to us by good old-fashioned uh, Drew Turner's... <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to say that because that doesn't mean anything to anybody else. So either way, Mm -hmm. Drew kind of came up to us with this idea. But first and foremost, we're going to do a quick little chat about Uncharted Realms. Now, that's not it. Uncharted Realms is the crossover stuff. That's not it. You're saying the wrong thing that Drew started us off with. This is about universes universes beyond. Universes beyond. Not a single magic card. So what is Uncharted Realms? That is a magic card, a single one. Uncharted Realms is a magic card. um... And then then Forgotten Realms (laughs) is the D&D set. Correct. Right. Okay. Gotcha. We're talking about right, I knew that I was beyond. messing up. I didn't know how bad. <laughs> mm. But Universes Beyond. Okay, the crossover thing. The crossover thing, Universes Beyond. Uh, we're going to kind of go into, because then some news dropped today about it. Um, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pass it over to Drew. He is the, he's the one with the, the best knowledge on this thing. So, Drew, kind of remind everybody, especially me, who was saying it wrong a lot <laughs> in multiple ways. Yes. Um, what is universes beyond and what was the news that was released today for universes beyond yeah well today uh, being um the recording seventh when we record uh, Mm -hmm. and then whenever this goes live yeah Uh, so as of day of recording which was uh june 7th really um uh kind of uh serendipitously because i i'd had the idea for this episode for quite a while um but there it wasn't a good uh seo time to really do the episode until the news that dropped today which is very convenient for all of us mm-hmm. um so universe is beyond um for anyone who has either kind of forgotten about it because i mean there's just so much that's why it's called stuff. forgotten realms good lord yeah. <laughs> that's why it's called forgotten realms mm. um back in february um, and the, I guess the relevant context is we are now in a, in a world of magic after the walking dead secret layer. Um, but the universe is beyond February 25th is when this article dropped on the mothership, but effectively announced a program through which wizards of the coast would release black border, um, legacy and commander legal at the very least, if not standard legal, but I think at, at bare minimum by the way, those formats work, legacy and commander legal, um, magic sets, magic pre-constructed product and secret layers prominently featuring um, IP and characters from non magic, the gathering and non wizards of the coast intellectual property. Specifically, they mentioned Warhammer 40 K and Lord of the Rings as their two examples. No cards were provided. Um, 
Now, only one of those yeah. is really even like a big deal because Warhammer is under the guise of Wizards of the Coast. Oh, is it? Anyway, uh, no, is it not? I don't think uh, it no, is. Warhammer. I don't think no, it is. Uh, Warhammer 40k is uh, is Games Workshop. Games if I'm not Workshop. mistaken. Yeah, because uh, actually, I thought um, they were like a weird offshoot. No, it was actually. I think it was in the first article. Maybe it was in the more recent one. Uh, they were talking about the fact that uh, Forgotten Realms, the D and D set coming up will not currently sit under the uh, Universes Beyond umbrella because it is specifically a Wizards of the Coast property. Because, okay, it's... so Warhammer, all right, that that's my mistake, I'm sorry. Okay, so Warhammer and Lord of the Rings are... are were, were the two IPs that have yeah. been announced for it um, with a... With a with at least a tentative because they didn't give us like month and day or anything but a mm -hmm. release date in 2022 and then to evaluate going forward um they they specified that also all of these cards will be identifiable by a like a hollow foil triangular sticker on the bottom which was also the case with the walking dead mm -hmm. um secret layer though they um they i think they have gone they have like at multiple times oh yeah they say here that it the same sticker already exists on those though obviously the walking dead secret layer predates this program and is yeah. for all intents and purposes not a part of it necessarily right um i'm trying to see I, I think the other announcements here were also the forms that these two ips would take and uh to summarize it basically just warhammer 40k as a series of commander pre-constructed decks and lord of the rings i believe as a draftable set yeah. though all of that mm -hmm. with how wizards production line works is obviously subject to change because it's not coming out for at least probably another year before mm -hmm. i think it, see. i think it's 2022 at the yeah, 2022 yeah. and then no Sometime. time frame no quarter mm -hmm. um and so that was the original announcement there just talking about um obviously they're kind of doing a bit of a spin about what the intent behind that is and things of that nature but it's kind of that program the details there are those and then the intent behind it is honestly it's there's what there's what wizard says but that is essentially up for debate um then we also got today we got an update on it which is really just kind of further clarification of some things here um as people will remember from our previous discussion on the walking dead secret lair mm -hmm. and things of that nature kind of there's a lot of uh, a lot of bad blood <laughs> around the walking mm. dead secret lair um despite wizards repeatedly touting its sales numbers um or perhaps i think at this point also it would be fair to say somewhat due to wizards constantly touting the sales numbers of it but mm. that's neither here nor there mm -hmm. um but they refer to what kind of the reprint policy would be um, around these um, secret layer universes beyond stuff um, going forward. And um, again, just kind of quick summary of this, this larger conversation that this is kind of now a part of um, starting with Ikoria layer of behemoths and then exemplified and kind of the lightning rod here is the walking dead secret layer um, wizards dipped their toe into non-magic ip appearing on tournament legal black border uh i guess in mechanics because technically these weren't they were full art non-boarded um mm -hmm. but on magic cards on tournament legal magic cards mm -hmm. um in the in the form of for Ikoria, promotional alternate art so there were godzilla ip there was mothra godzilla mecha godzilla appearing on actual magic cards as kind of an alternate skin, they would have that character's name appearing on the card with a kind of subtitle that was the Magic the Gathering card that that skin was kind of over. Yeah, I do think they explicitly actually called them reskins in the in one of these articles. They spe specify that as a reskin. 
the at least one of the most notable. Yeah, and one of the most notable cards in that one is actually um is the magic card name for it is Zalortha Titanoth Rex or Zalortha Strength Incarnate, something of that nature, because it was the buy a box promo for this set and currently only exists as a Godzilla art card um, as part of that promotion. Yeah, that reskin, that reskin is a pre-skin. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it comes out with the skin before we get to see anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it is Godzilla King of Monsters. There, at, there to date is no Zalortha Strength Incarnate that has not Godzilla on it. Um, And so part of that is wizards did say when this happened, obviously with Ikoria Godzilla King of the monsters, notwithstanding all of those cards are available in magic, the gathering art, magic, the gathering IP for players who Mm. don't want mixing of IP um, or who want a, uh, I'm trying to kind of put it in the term of people who do argue for that, but basically who people just want all their magic cards to be magic cards and not have Godzilla on them. Um, Mm. except for Zalortha, this then came to a head again with the Walking Dead secret layer as these now only exist, um, with no subtitled name. They only exist with their Walking Dead name in this secret layer form and they are tournament legal in the formats where they would be, which is just kind of legacy vintage and commander. Um, the update we got today was around the reprints there. Wizards has said that they are more than willing or more than able to, because it willing is part of the component contention, Mm -hmm. uh, but that they are able to reprint these cards with magic, the gathering names into any set they would want to. The question that is then begged is until they have done that, because they have yet to do that at all ever with this project. Granted it has been a short time, still the case. Um, they have yet to do it at all. So it comes down to in what form is that going to be? Is that going to make these cards, the mechanical element to these cards readily available? We don't really know. Yeah. They did actually specify. They specified explicitly that they Mm -hmm. would try to create the actual in magic universe, um, version, the unskinned version, uh, six months after the skinless, uh, the, 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 the reskin. Oh yeah, yeah, that's um, right. I remember that that number. Yeah, and man. which it, it, The Walking Dead came out on October fourth of last year, so it hasn't actually been that far out of the time frame. But we will well, see. Well, if, if I they recall do correctly, it. I think that they said that they're not. I, yeah, I don't they think they're gonna do the Walking yeah, Dead. Yes, um, specifically. Not. So yeah, the the details and all that is basically that they are going to be printing mechanically unique um, universes beyond stuff, and then approximately six months. The exact time may vary, so it's written here. They will begin to appear in um, after the release of Secret Layer. They will be available in the list, which means mm-hmm. they are available in set boosters. I'll put a pin in that because how much of a reprint that even actually is, is up for debate. Um, yeah, we'll debate that here in a second. Well, and even, yeah, and, even and they there, can also they're not gonna, game pieces um, appear in other sets. Yeah, and even then, it, I think I think it's specified that when they hit the list, that only happens after the mm. In Magic Universe version comes out. Then those are the ones on the list, I believe. Oh yeah, it does yeah. say that specifically. Um, and then, is that and then what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we still have to wait is, for the um, real the specific magic writer here at all. Yep, yeah, as uh, they do say that we do not plan to go back and do this for the cards for The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Currently, this plan this plan is for universes beyond sold through Secret Layer and does not include other universes beyond releases, which would mean that the Warhammer 40k and the Lord of the Rings that were previously announced as actual standalone magic product 
would ostensibly, unless something changes, does also not qualify here. This specifically is referring to right. universes beyond printings within secret layers specifically seems to be the update for today. Right. Trying That's, to and the make thing that, that interests me so much about that is because I didn't know I didn't know that you had to wait for the magic version to come out mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like thing that always it, that seemed weird to me was when they said, and we'll print them in the list as long as for as long as the people wanted <laughs> after six months after the secret lair and after the magic version comes out. Mm-hmm. So if the magic version is out, I guess in like a standard set, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. does that mean that six months from then when it was already available, like why would we need the reprints? Then anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, know. like, are you are you positive? It says that the the reprints will have to come out in the magic version. Yeah, first? it says it's specifically it says the in magic versions will be available on the list, findable in set boosters for as long as players are still interested in opening them. Okay, because mm-hmm. that wording makes it seem like the in magic versions will be Is printed the into the list. And not print it into something else first. So that, yeah, I, I agree with Daniel on that reading. I, I read that as the version of it that is in Magic Universe appears in the list. Oh, no, no, no. Six-ish months. On the article, the, the bullet point that specifies the in Magic version going to list, that's the second bullet point after the first one, which is create and print versions of the mechanically unique secret layer universes beyond cards that are set in Magic's multiverse. So just bullet point list. It, this is the second one. I do think that it would be we see them in a set and then they go to the list. Okay. I see what you're saying. I think that I, th- I think these mm. may, may actually just be that they have multiple prongs that they're planning to do. Mm. So it gotcha. could be that okay. it's either it'll come in a set or it may come in the list. I think it's more accurate to say that a given secret layer universes beyond card will get released six or not even will. It's kind of just can. Could. Yeah. And it also has to be months. if those cards keep the hype and people are asking for it, for it mm-hmm. which i that's a pretty big window for other like especially if they just released a butt ton mm-hmm. yeah and kind of flooded and everybody is so split like on things of just mm-hmm. like oh man hey there's like a small group that likes this one the small group that likes that one that's a pretty small group i don't think that's enough <laughs> and then you can just be like ah, i run enough demand y'all i'm sorry but th- i do think that they will do it I, th- I think that they're going to force themselves to do it at least once so they can sell the heck out of some set boosters mm-hmm. um, just to kind of try that out. But I think I think that it is developed in such a way where one, you know, going back to like the thing of like, does a set booster even actually, because the odds of getting even a list card mm-hmm. is one in every four booster yep. packs of yeah of a set booster and then even then it's from a curated list of like a hundred something cards Mm. yeah and then getting a particular list card that you're looking for um as a as just kind of an anecdotal note um saffron olive in the um in relation to this announcement today referring to the printing of uh, cards into the list as a you know as a valid or relevant point to bring up about oh no this card's getting reprinted um Mm -hmm. saffron olive brought up the fact that chulain teller of tales in its Throne of Eldraine Brawl Preconstructed deck printing in foil, um, and also, I think, in collector boosters from the same set, 
is like a card that goes like two to six dollars on the mm-hmm. secondary market. Mm-hmm. The list printing of that same card goes for hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars. Um, that is on TCGPlayer.com. So if you go there to get your magic cards, if you go to Card Kingdom, it's sold out. Um, but that printing of Chulane currently on mm. TCG Player, um, the the price that the TCG Player Direct Spotlight it shows you is twenty five hundred dollars, um, and then finding it in near mint condition is nine hundred to a thousand oh, due to yeah. strictly the rarity of that individual card from the list as a and obviously that's anecdotal not every list printing of a card is nearly that much obviously however if it's part of a secret layer drop it's and that's the thing is chulane is instead of a print to because i'm pretty sure the brawl Mm -hmm. the the brawl precons were were print print to demand demand. Uh uh-huh like they they had some they had some schedule or some some supply issues when they first came out i definitely remember experiencing that but yeah it's they did resupply those pretty quickly afterwards but that just goes to show Mm -hmm. yeah that that goes to show (laughs) that if you're looking for a particular like and this thing is again chulane is a card that it spiked up for a bit after it was released but it is by no means a hotly sought after card Mm -hmm. and it also has another card in it uh, another card that exists that you can get if you're in a play i definitely think this is a matter of i know that there's only like 15 of this exact printing in the world (laughs) so i can probably charge whatever i want to for it right but it's if you have a printing of a list card that is that in demand and is going to de facto be that rare like they can say that they'll continue to print it but i mean the reality is like daniel said is that one in four set boosters has a card from the list yeah honestly like if they like say they release i don't know the scooby-doo secret lair and you have (laughs) and you have scooby-doo it's like a He's got like one clues. and two white pound and it, it investigates, it investigates like, whenever it, like, you know, and it just yes. does something mm-hmm. and it does that thing. And it exists as a secret layer, which is it's, it's essentially printed demand because as many people buy it mm-hmm. is how it's many they will send out and then stores as well. Mm-hmm. And then they make the magic version of, of Scooby-Doo and it's put in a set booster independent of being released in a set. And the only way to get it is from a set booster. The magic version of that will have less printings than probably even the other thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, yeah. And, yeah. And that and that will be, and that's crazy to me that a secret layer version would be the cheaper. Yeah, or at least likely to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say, yeah. like, I th- I think we definitely touched on this. We touched on some elements of this about other IPs in our, I believe it was, um, it is episode 12, Secret Dead Layer Inside. Uh, <laughs> good title, Drew. Killing it. Um, but, like, I guess just, so to go over, what are the, because I don't think we've recorded an episode since Universes Beyond got announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the general vibes on uh, on this product line, on this initiative? Um, I mean, I think for me, I think it, it kind of, I, I do think that it kind of mostly addresses what didn't what did not sit well with the um the walking dead thing because it is going to be other than the ones that are in fact still secret layers the ones that are like commander decks or sets it it's it's just available and you can get it if if you want it that mm-hmm. that completely 
solves the problem of it being an expensive but secret layer. But then they're also still going to do the secret layer. And then we just have to wait and see if they actually will follow through on the making the in magic version in actual sets. The list part doesn't matter. Um, it it mm-hmm. ends up making it to where the ones that are still secret layers, you're essentially paying for like early access to the card with the mm-hmm. early access perk of its special art. That's what it feels like to me at this point. If they do the other IP way. on it. Yeah, which is weird, but fine. Yeah, I mean, because I'm... I, I remember we talked about in the other episode, I said if they just made a set that was Scooby-Doo, and I think that mm-hmm. this was before they announced that they were literally just making Lord of the Rings set, I said if yep, they just yeah. make a set that is just, hey... Look, this set takes place somewhere else, but it's a regular set. It's priced like a regular set, mm-hmm. um, but it's all Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Then, mm-hmm. you know, I'm fine. <laughs> it's just like, well, I'll take it. I'll play yeah. Grixis Ed. I'll do that. <laughs> I ain't got no problem with it. Um, I'm playing Cankertron. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Drew's always on Cankertron. Either mm-hmm. way, I'm like, that's fine because availability is good and all that. Unless mm-hmm. they did it like, you know, time spiral where it's just like, oh, we had no way of knowing that a magic product was going to sell <laughs> cards. And yeah. it's like, yeah, all right, guys. Um, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's fine. But the secret layer thing is still, it's still yeah. weird to me. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. still so weird, especially if it works where the set booster ones. Like, if it works like how Josh misinterpreted it, and I'm pretty sure he's not right about, and they I'm have to be released in a standard in set first, yeah, then whatever, I don't care. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But if the option are, here's the secret lair, and guys, don't worry, we got your back, and then it's released into the list, which has even less odds of you ever getting it mm-hmm. than just ordering the secret lair, then the, I don't like that. That that doesn't sit well with me. I'm sure that afterwards Wizards will say they made $10 million off yeah. of one set booster or whatever. The thing they always like to say mm-hmm. to make people not say words at them. Yeah. Um, but then they just disable the comments on their video, so we can't anyway. Um, <laughs> and so it's like... So it's it, that's that's scummy to me. I don't like that. Well, because that's also going to make it where if it is only in set boosters then the set booster boxes are going to go up crazy in price, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if it's just like, our collector's boosters are just regular foils, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just, uh, I feel like, I don't know if Wizards has the the wherewithal, the the know-how to <laughs> um, to do this in a way that is graceful at all. The hmm. the big thing with with um, universes beyond as a as an initiative, I know that we talked about like whenever we talk about Ikoria and when we talk about the Walking Dead secret layer, like the you you pro you get a pro and con list for these things, um, and you make the pro list have really big fonts so they look like they're about the same. And on like the in the in the pro column, uh, like like we on the show here, we actually like. I, I think actually comparatively we each have we each know multiple people but like um uh, Daniel and I specifically spoke to a friend that when Akoria released they were a, they are a very big Godzilla fan hmm. and the potential to play with Godzilla cards got them very excited and very close to getting into the hobby entirely hmm. um I also have someone I know like through work who as the previews were coming out for that I was specifically sending them 
preview images of a card game they don't play because they had Godzilla art on them and they were like getting interested into the game. And so like, that's kind of the big appeal here. And I think that these are a better idea definitely than the Aquaria for, for that purpose and way better than the walking dead because like with Aquaria, you get a smattering of kind of random cards but that's not enough to really get into the format. And if you, the further you get into the format, if that's how you're getting into it, you're going to find that, oh, there's not really a bunch of Godzilla stuff I can really play with. There's like, mm-hmm. for a deck that works, there's like 10 cards here for Walking Dead. I can play a creature. Like, there's not enough for that, I think, to be fulfilling for someone who, for whom that yeah. is their entryway. Mm-hmm. But a full commander deck that's full of uh space marines and stuff absolutely is a full draft booster box you can at the bare minimum draft that and you could probably build from those cards yeah you Mm -hmm. know that it's going to at least be 246 if like they're not going to all be brand new but at least the ones that are getting like the reskin flavor are all going to be lord of the rings and so you know that there's like there's a continuation of 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 play there mm-hmm. like you can you can have somebody that's just like oh man lord of the rings i want to get into magic and then they're not sorely disappointed because from that you can probably build like yeah man, you could probably build like six you, well, you can build like eight how many different people are in the fellowship like 12 uh what uh yeah, you can easily. build eight different commander elf decks <laughs> you can build one of each of the fellow well they'll probably put mary and pippin as a combo they'll probably yeah. be, oh yeah or maybe a modal double face card somehow i don't know but no yeah. gandalf will be an mdfc oh yes. yeah and and that's part of like that's one of the that's the big pro here i think is that if they're like clearly the goal here is obviously to make magic appealing to people for whom the IP of magic isn't already inherently appealing in the hopes that once you get them into the hobby, they may find other stuff and start to like it from there. And I definitely think that this idea of it being not just like on a, on a random set, there is, there is an alternate skin of some cards that is this other IP, or here's a secret layer where there are six individual cards that anyone who's a fan of those IPs, I don't, I don't realistically believe unless they're also a fan of magic as well when they start i just think that they're buying these cards potentially you know either getting them slabbed and putting them in the collection or putting them in a frame and hanging them up as collector's items like i don't think they're getting into the hobby through the previous attempts at this mm-hmm. i do no, see this and I, as a potential. i've never actually thought about it that way like i never yeah. i never actually took into the account that if our friend who was super into godzilla actually tried to build that deck and play with it he would have a bad time it would yeah. be a bad deck yeah yeah. yeah, and I mean, like I, that didn't even occur to me that like that thing that we know has almost gotten multiple people in, mm-hmm. if they mm-hmm. had actually followed through, they would have had a bad time because they would have had to have learned to take out most of their Godzilla <laughs> cards and uh. replace them with something else in order for the deck to really, you know, keep a handle against the rest mm-hmm. of yeah. the against yeah, the rest thus of the far, table. Thus far, and this so stuff that's has really been. Thus far, this stuff, this stuff has been fan service for certain fans of things just among magic players who are already magic players. Yeah, like you have to be it's not you're not appealing to both circles of the Venn diagram, you're just appealing to the overlap there. Mm. And then like I mean the con the con list here there I mean just to give voice to it cuz not 
I don't like none of us have really hit this line too hard, but the the I think the most common um like con argument for this idea for this initiative is just I don't want you to counter my Llanowar elves with Elsa from Frozen. Uh, I'm being a very <laughs> reductive about that argument, but essentially that's the whole bag there is for people they don't want to play a game of magic and then see Iron Man and Scooby Doo and Peppa the Pig on the table. Because it breaks immersion and it breaks cohesiveness of games. Oh no, a Scooby Doo, a Scooby Doo, Dora the Explorer. You said, you said Peppa Pig. You said Peppa Pig, like she's a Sonic character. You said Peppa the Pig. Peppa the Pig. <laughs> and, and... Peppa the Pig. Mm. See now, put Peppa um, the Pig in Sonic, and I'm about it. Um, but that—that's that is kind of the the biggest con because I mean, ultimately, what this is like, it's just like, hey, here's what some magic product is going to be. Magic players like magic product. Mm. Um, so I mm-hmm. think it, it's you know at best the con argument, um, at least in the terms of strict game like Magic the Gathering as a game, because I think we're going to get into some other stuff with it down down in the conversation. But like. As a game for a magic player, the con to this is I'm going to have to have a game that is less um, aesthetically cohesive and it it lessens my ability to immerse myself in the game itself because there are Mm. multiple different IPs, things like that. Now, I will say that that argument for me, I kind of think of magic one everything is kind of aesthetically ham together granted i don't play standard but because of my because of my nature as a primarily commander player i'm playing cards from multiple like here is a card from a world of uh arthurian myth and here is a ninja from kamigawa <laughs> so like i'm kind of accustomed to that hodgepodginess nature of magic anyway though i do acknowledge that this is a step so like a, definitely a step further than that I guess so. I I think that my, because my whole thing is like, you know, if I'm sitting there and I have, you know, the San Diego Mm Comic-Con promo version of Nicol Bolas where he looks like a literal constellation in the night sky Mm -hmm. and next to him I have a Phil Foglio card. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, what, what? What wall am I breaking for you? Where between these two, where am I shattering your idea of what the game is supposed to look like? Like mm-hmm. the and like even without it being a San Diego Comic Con, if it's just regular Nicol Polis next to some Phil Foglio, like it's already <laughs> gonna look completely yeah. distorted. Because it I think- looks, and that's the thing is like, mm-hmm. and maybe they're trying to wean us off of that idea because we've been getting so many secret layers that are just like. Hey, this looks like a rock band poster. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, hey, that doesn't make any sense within the realm of magic <laughs> that Thraxamundar looks like he's dripping with guts blood with like a heavy ink pen next yeah. to Atlanta War Elves. But, you know, people don't get mad about that I think as I, much. I, think I, I see never what you're really saying. Seen, this like, is, the this most is I all see is people say, up. I don't like what the art looks like. Yeah. But it's, you know, but it doesn't look like the game. <laughs> I think it's I think it's more accurate to say because like in the example of like the San Diego Comic Con constellation like the Theros God constellation, Magic players especially I guess I should most accurately to to that point say Commander players specifically I would assume Magic players more broadly but definitely Commander players are very accustomed to personalization of deck, 
by specific selection of printing. So like if you, if like I'm playing, you know, a Kithian tribal Gideon tribal deck and I'm running, you know, all original, like first printing of like all the different Gideons and stuff like that. I'm going to have a very aesthetically cohesive deck that as me as a deck builder, that's kind of a self-expression purpose there. And someone at the same table may play the zombified alternate art of Gideon um, that they did for one of the comic cons. And that is not immersion breaking because it's in the service of being like a personal touch because it's still all the magic cards. I think it's for people. It's it being, yeah, but it, I mean it, like if somebody bought a card mm-hmm. to use, that's a personal touch. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think, I think the, I think the, the broader thing is specifically like, I acknowledge that whenever you have the, and again, as I should say, I'm doing this for the sake of argument. Yeah. Yeah. Care. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, but, you're yeah. advocating. I'm, I'm building a ratchet and clank deck right now. Um, yeah. And so, but like it's it's as a player, if I sit across from you, I acknowledge that you looked at Gideon normal and you saw your options and you chose that option when there were things available. So it's a deliberate choice. If you're running Rick, human man, your only option to get that card mechanically is to play Rick from The Walking Dead. And in like as much as Wizards has said that they can print a magic version of that, the thing again, like I mentioned earlier, the question that begs is, yeah, but when? Mm. What will that look like? Etc. Etc. I mean, and I get that, but I guess my thing is that there are cards by terrible artists, and, and mm. you know they got paid, so I'm I'm punching up. Like, yeah, there yeah. are people <laughs> who've made garbage bad art for Magic that only mm. have one art printing. Mm-hmm. And mm. it's bad and goes against the form of the game as it is anyway. Like this has been a thing, especially, and that's the thing, especially in commander, because mm. it's a hundred card singleton, you're probably going to have, unless you literally paint over it, you're going to have some stinkers in there. Like you're <laughs> going to have a couple stinkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just going to happen because it's just like, Oh, Hey, the only art that's available for this card is terrible. And that and I mean, person got paid. And that's the thing is like, it's, I think this also comes down to, I think that's a, like, that is, I think a, a philosophically valid complaint for a certain group of the player base in that its arguments support its conclusion, not in me supporting the argument overall. Like I can understand where, like, if you like your game to be like, these were all magic cards. And even if like the quality of art varies, there's a, there's a certain sheen that older magic art does have to it that I can see the appeal. If like your whole bag is that you like magic. And so I can at least understand it. I don't put a ton of weight into it, but I'm also a player for whom like seeing what printing of card you picked is something I actually like to see at a commander table or at a magic table and stuff like that. So I think that's a thing where it's just no matter which way they break on that, I think they'll either have some players a bit upset that the game is not completely aesthetically cohesive, but then you may, if you break too hard that way, you'll have players who are upset because they feel that they can't express themselves through card selection. So well, I feel like you have to just kind of pick your poison on that. Yeah. And I mean, like with, with the way that they're doing this, that even, even though they are going to have the, from a different universe version and also an in magic version like what is anyone going to do if they see that someone's using the out of magic universe version of the card when there is the in magic universe version like what they're Mm going to be like whoa man get get gandalf out of here this doesn't match 
what I want to be immersed in, get the pay the money to get the version I would prefer to see. Like who, what? Who's going to do that? The thing is, nobody is going to do that anymore. I have seen mm-hmm. in the various EDH groups that I'm in on Facebook that there mm-hmm. are people who do talk that way about people who say, <laughs> "Hey, deck suggestions for Negan," and people, yeah. mm-hmm. people. They do that. They say, oh. oh man, I can't believe you bought that trash. It's like, that, throw it in the trash is my deck suggestion. And you know, because the world is terrible, but we all mm-hmm. know that. And so like, that is real. But I think, I think Wizards might be, and it really, it depends on the first time they do it. Because they've announced that they're going to do it, but it really depends on how they handle the first time they do the the magic in universe versions mm-hmm. but i think they're they're preemptively covering their tracks so people can't be mad at the next set of uh uh, uh universe beyond secret layers <laughs> they're going yeah. ahead and they're preempting the hate mm-hmm. so now people mm-hmm. aren't going to be quite as salty if they're just like oh man your lola bunny is <laughs> is like really really strong but i know that as soon as the real one comes out like i know that you know you'll You'll spend the money to get a different art that you like less it's yeah i mean that's the thing like because i feel like it's ultimately like whenever this came up whenever the walking dead secret layer concept was announced i think before we'd even seen cards the big problem was actually it wasn't like some some segment of the player base like i said like again i think there's just you have to pick like wizards has to make the call on what do they think is the larger player base the one that really like needs uh aesthetic cohesion versus the one that needs more avenues for expression by card selection and me personally i think that second one is the larger group so i think that's the one they mm-hmm. financially should be going after um but like mm-hmm. it's the the bigger the bigger like stink about that was what if one of these cards is tournament viable yeah that, i that won't was, be uh, able to get it for a yeah. deck yes they don't they didn't yeah. particularly care about like oh it's in my death and taxes i have rick they're like i don't care if these cards were just written in sharpie i'm playing the strongest deck i can i just mm-hmm. don't want it to be too good such that i would need to buy a bunch of these to have a chance in a tournament right and so like i think almost like there there is again like i think the aesthetic part of it that again like it's i side with i love having options like i'm not i don't even care that much about godzilla to be honest i think godzilla is perfectly fine and sometimes i do run the godzilla printing if it's what i happen to already have um but i'm i'm more on the i think the segment of the player base that values the ability to express themselves through what cards they're playing is higher than the people who want all of the magic cards to look the same and you know i also think that segment of the player base is shrinking yeah you know what i think Wizards, by uh, continuously bragging about the $250 million they got from The Walking <laughs> Dead uh, Secret Lair, that is mm-hmm. that is what they're communicating to players. They're saying, uh, folks who, who want this expression, we, we're with you. Folks who uh, are worried about yeah. being immersed in just a specific way, uh, we don't have to care because we have $637 million just from this one secret layer. Or put more charitably, we already show you that we care with the regular magic product that we buy, because that <laughs> hits on the tagline yeah. of, oh, then maybe this product isn't for you, which they, one, should have just never said that way. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know who they thought they were going to, like, who, was, who do they think was going to hear that and go, you know what, fair dinkum, you got me on that one, maybe this one's not for me. I don't know who they thought they were going to ease with that. Well, to be fair, I agreed that it wasn't for me. 
They're not wrong. They're not wrong. Like, I, I, I heard that and I go, you're right. I'm not any happier <laughs> about it, but you are correct. One of the other things that we actually haven't touched on that I did want to mention is they, uh, so the, the specificity on the detail of these reprints mm-hmm. is that the reprints. So one of our, one of, one of at least my big stinks with the walking dead thing is that by the cards, not having their magic subtitle underneath, like the Aquarial mm. ones did, it led, it, it basically fed into me, uh, you know, fairly, you know, until, until they do it, I'm not wrong, but it mm-hmm. led to the distrust of you actually reprinting these cards in a magic way. Yeah. Because you don't have the name there, which means like Zalortha does not exist in a magic form, mm-hmm. but I'm not upset about that. Cause I'm like, well, you have the name selected. Okay. That gives me the bare minimum of, I know that this card could be on the horizon. None of the yeah. walking dead cards have that. And notably here, they've said that any reprints you one, they will have their magic name on them, but you can only run four of that card mechanically, even though like the walking dead Glenn, for example, has no other name on it. Basically. I mean, you're going to put it in a deck builder and a judge is going to tell you it's not legal, but like with no other information beyond that, you just kind of have to know that you can only run two printings of Glenn and two printings of Raf Capuchin again. Like, and those are all the same card mechanically. Right. Um, in your deck instead of, and, and that, that for me, like it's, it's a thing that I just find kind of annoying because if the, you know, it remains to be seen what the new versions of these are, but if they don't have the name already there, it's just harder to get players to understand that these are the exact same card. Yeah. Even though they are two unique cards, unique printings with completely different names, because there are magic cards that already exist that are mechanically identical cards, but with different art and different names, but you can run eight of those. Correct. Um, yeah. Uh, an example I saw on Twitter today was like a quarter shield and Cathar's shield yes. are mechanically the exact same card with different names. And a deck can have eight of those, but you couldn't have four glens and four rafts or whatever the magic well, version is going to be. Whenever they make the magic version that you will, you will get to have them. Yeah. <laughs> you, can run, you can just run four Ricks and then four of whatever the magic version of Rick is. Morty. Sure. Morty. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they, <laughs> four Ricks and yeah. four Mortys. No, they, they have to Zalortha it. They have to. And the, like it, a big question that I have design wise on this is that like, uh, okay. So, so it's going to be in, in a actual magic set in the universe. And then it's going to also be in this, in the, the out of the universe thing. Are they going to be, designing these beyond universe cards with the exact slot in the in magic in mind already or will they be looking at sets that they have already designed for future release and then picking and choosing what they think will kind of fit for the characters in the universe beyond stuff i have no idea on that do you see what i mean well, they design things so far in advance, mm-hmm. like years and years and years in advance, that it probably would stand to reason that there's a design that they have far in the pipeline, mm-hmm. like two years from now, that they're just like, oh, hey, you know what that mechanic would be really good on? And like, who? And it's just like, I think that'd be a really good LeBron James. And then, and then <laughs> they can just do the secret layer because yeah. all you have to do with that is come up with five cards. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need two to three years to do that. Mm-hmm. All you have to do mm-hmm. is get like five card ideas, five things, just look at what you already have made, and then you just do it. Like mm-hmm. that part sounds really easy to me from their design standpoint. They could just have a person 
that looks over the sets that are currently in production or are already done and are going to be made like a year from now and just be like, all right, that, 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 that. Yeah. 100%. Turn those into something else. It's like, what are they? Ninjas, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like mm. That... That part sounds embarrassingly easy to do. It just, it just, like, on if, some, especially if it's with mm-hmm. it in mind of it being printed somewhere else. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just that like with, I, and I cannot find one currently I'm trying, but I can't spell anything correctly. Um, but I know that some of the Godzilla's where it was a Godzilla skin, yeah. like the creature type didn't really quite fit with the Godzilla. It, it became with the skin. Um, to where it, it very much yeah. felt like, okay, I'm, I'm looking at the art, but like, I mean, if I was building a deck and it was like tribal at all or something, uh, this just doesn't quite yeah, work, doesn't right? Match. And I'm, I'm just wondering if they're selecting from sets moving forward and they're limited to the supply of those pre-designed cards. Are we going to have a lot more of that where it's like, ah, okay, so this is Gandalf and, oh, wait, he's, he's not a wizard. Wait, he's not a wizard knight. at all. Like the ability, I see the flavor, but yeah. was it, Gandalf's not a wizard? Well, are we going to have anything like that? I don't know. Here's a, the Lord of the Rings characters are going to, they're not going to have a magic switch. They're not mm-hmm. because they're being released in their own set. They're going to have their own thing and it's going to be printed and people can buy it in a way that isn't, you have a week to do it. Right. So those aren't the ones that are, the, the secret layer ones are the ones where they're going to do like the flippy flop Ruski. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, there'll be like other things. Like I'm sure rampant growth will have a Lord of the Rings name, maybe, or, you know, yeah, cards like know. that. But I bet like the legendaries, they're going to be what they are. And so it, I think it comes down to how they're going to do it. If it's a card, like they, I think it's easier to do if you're just going to be plugging the magic version into a set booster mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. have it line up perfectly. If you're just like, Oh, Hey, this is going to be King Kong. It's just like, well, none of these sets are going to have a giant ape. It's just, they're not. But we want them to be an ape, and so Mm -hmm. we just are going to make an ape, plug it into a set booster. Here it is. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you can just say, you know, you don't even draft it. You know, it's just, Mm -hmm. you get it. You get it and say like, oh, hey, man, here's this ape. And then they can just do a thing of just like, oh, just so you know, any of the alternate names from the the set list, you know, because the list doesn't have cards that are legal in the set that they're actually from so all they have to do is just be like just so you know things from the list are not legal and standard and you'll be like oh what and then you know some people will be confused they'll mention it once on an article like four or five months before the thing comes out (laughs) people will be confused again um and it'll be one of those things so i think that if if they're basing a secret layer around a set that's already out and the set is going to have the extra versions of it then yeah it'll probably be a little bit more wonky but if they're Mm -hmm. just like oh hey we could make money if we plugged in an Incredible Hulk. Let's just have right. a, a mutant human and just throw it in a set booster. Like, a huge yeah. mutant. Well, you actually, yeah. you mentioned something that I, I didn't think about because I, I had read this as being that they plan to make an in-magic version of all of the Universe Beyonds, but they actually, I think, in the article only say they're planning on doing that for the next secret layer. They don't even say they're always going to do it for each secret layer. They just say for the next yeah, universe like, is beyond what has been secret said layer. On that, yeah, like what has been said is that they have the option to, but it's just my same exact mm. reservation with mm. Zalortha specifically and the Walking Dead secret layer is like prove it. Like it's yeah. they don't have like 
there's no established pattern of them doing it so that I can reliably either expect it or just even if like if I don't see it, I'm like, well, it doesn't always happen. There's currently no set, you know, pattern to follow on that. So like it's mm-hmm. and, that, and I think definitely like with a with a secret layer that is a universe is beyond like Daniel said, like that's much easier when it comes to when it comes to like Lord of the Rings or the Warhammer 40K where like it's an entire set. It's an entire pre-constructed product. Oh, yeah. I expect that what that product's going to look like is that there will be a couple of cards in them that are mechanically unique. You know, maybe um, in the commander pre-cons, maybe like probably three legendaries that are mechanically unique and then whatever cycle they decide to do Mm -hmm. uh, in those. And then the other cards may have some Warhammer skins on them, but it'll be rampant growth with a Warhammer skin. Ditto for the Lord of the Rings set. We're going to have a couple legends and stuff that are unique for that, but then a lot of it's going to be Lord of the Rings skins so that like the quantity of cards they would quote unquote have to reprint if they wanted to do so isn't like 200. It's like 30. And that's you. a much more manageable number. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. What do we? I guess, and then to I guess, I guess to kind of cap off that part, like this part of the discussion. What do we? I would say that. So it seems to me that like universes beyond has kind of two different vectors that it's coming from. As a collector product, it's just basically trying to get money from people who don't care about magic cards because they will still buy a card that's got Rick Grimes on it and they'll put it in a frame and they'll never play Magic the Gathering, or they'll buy some of the Godzilla cards, put those in a binder, and look at them on occasion. So it's either people who are collectors and don't care about Magic, but they'll this is a way that wizards can still sell shit to them. And as a vector for players who are not into the Magic IP, but at least could be converted into Magic players. I think that yeah. as far as the Secret layer products go, I think they 100% only do the first thing i don't i don't believe and i have yet to see any data that can that confirms any substantial group of people is brought into the hobby via a secret layer of non-magic ip i do think there is high potential for something like a commander product or a draftable set of a different ip to convert non-magic players into magic players by way of i'm Mm -hmm. i'm expecting like I don't play Warhammer. I don't know how many, like how big that player base is, but I'm mm-hmm. expecting it to do exceptionally well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think because because you know Wizard says all the time now and has and should that Commander is the most popular format. If you're bringing mm-hmm. in new players into the format that makes them the most money and is yep. the one that the community likes the most, yep. that's that's a good call. That's really really smart on their part. It's fair. Yeah, like it, I think it's the, I think it's their ball to fumble at that point. Like I I have confidence that that will work if the version that does end up existing matches the one in my head. It's the secret layer part of it, I don't think that oh, does I anything the except layer for stuff. It, it's yeah. it's yeah. gonna be scummy until they actually follow through. Like I said, they're mm. just laying down the padding mm. to go ahead and preemptive any backlash they might receive. Because they can just say, like, if they don't do it, they can just say, well, there wasn't enough demand. It's like, well, y'all released eight sets. <laughs> yeah. Y'all released eight <laughs> other sets, and people forgot because y'all released, like, a bunch of other secret layers. Like, well, you know what? Well, you know six what? months, though. I tell you what. I, I will give them this much benefit of the doubt, and if for the for the secret layers coming up, if they do provide the, the Zalortha style, here's the magic card name for when it mm-hmm. is a magic card. If they at least do that that they didn't have on the Walking Dead's, I will say, I don't trust you, but now I do respect you a little more. 
<laughs> not fully, but a little more than I did. Yeah, it's like you yeah. really put in the effort on this lie, so I'm gonna let you have that, it. Yeah, but it, I it, mean, yeah, but it was such an obvious play to mm-hmm. do that the first time. It but sure they was. didn't have to. They made so much money anyway. Well, yeah, they'll make so much money again. They'll keep on the next making one. so much money. But I'm just saying, I will respect them and their big mm-hmm. money if they do if that. They do that one little thing for me. You hear that? It's so small. I hope that the secret layer is MLB catchers who have won the World Series. <laughs> I hope it's only ones that have and, lost. And, and I hope that those I are I can have all Suzuki reprints. on either of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's played on a lot of teams. <laughs> and so uh, what I think I will do to allow myself the wiggle room and the edit to split this into two episodes mm. is I will say that that wraps up kind of the discussion of universes beyond. So we have as a podcast talked about that and it's update. Um, so potentially here's a break 